0: Today's episode of the Gold Cast is endorsing. We are endorsing Dunk on Cancer.com. Now, for every dunk that has happened in this NBA finals, I have been donating one dollar to Cancer Research. I want I'm very really curious to see what the tally will be after today. But at least despite this heavy, heavy loss, which we're gonna get into, I am still very happy. That I was able that there was some good that came out of this, some real good that we I was able to take with me, and uh, we were you know able to do some good. So, anyways, I'm really happy about that. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, all places where great you where great podcasts are sold for free. You can find us on YouTube.com/slash The Goldcast, Facebook.com/slash The Goldcast, Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. Like, subscribe. Do me a favor. Go on to iTunes, hit the five stars, and say, you know what? We like this mother effing gold cast. That's what we like. You know what? This is the fan podcast by the fans for the fans. All right, a lot to get into. It's with a heavy heart that I go online today to discuss Game 6 of the NBA Finals. A lot to get into. Yeah, so, but of course... Before we get started, of course, the first, the best podcast song in the game. And guess what? Your Professor Fanalism is here. Classes in session. Let's go. San Francisco, are you ready? Are you ready? This is the Gold Cast. Boom. Welcome to another edition of the Goldcast, where the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Solis III, and with me is my brother, my co-host...
1: Raymond Solis I, baby.
0: Boom! He's back in the 11th hour. NBA Finals. Because you called it, you asked it, you needed it. Raymond Solis I is back, finally. Just like Clay, like Boogie, like KD... Like on
1: He's <laughs> like everybody else who needed to come back at some point or another,
0: <laughs> he is back in the building, and unfortunately, in the most dire of circumstances. But I don't, man. Uh, well, first of all, welcome back to the Gold Castray.
1: Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, MCL tears can only keep you down for so long. <laughs>
0: This this vocal tear in my throat. <laughs> yes.
1: I told I told my what's called a, a ZCL which uh, is a tendon that lies uh, right below the uh, the the uh, um, Adam's apple. It's 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 complicated medicine but uh nevertheless I am back with a the healthy voice.
0: a healthy voice. Man, all right. <sighs> my heart is really heavy today. Ray Gold Cast Nation My heart is very, very heavy. Let me, uh, let's let's unpack this game a little bit, Ray. Let's go, let's just recap the game first. You know, Warriors first quarter, get off to a slow start. Kyle Lowry, which we all heard after my podcast on Thursday, how I feel, last Thursday, how I feel about Kyle Lowry, goes on fire, and the Warriors look a little overwhelmed, and then they settle in, and Clay starts doing game six Clay things. And the first quarter ends, and I believe the Warriors are only down by like one or two. But let's start with the first quarter. What were your thoughts?
1: I thought that the Raptors clearly had all of the offensive momentum in the game. And Lowry had a really strong first quarter and a first half. And I knew based on his history. Because he's not a, known as a closer, that he would pretty much fizzle out in the second half. That that everything we saw in the first half was all we're, we were pretty much going to get out of Kyle Lowry, as far as points are concerned. That doesn't obviously it doesn't include passing or rebound or stealing or defending, which he is a, a very good defender. Um, which is one of the reasons why he's always in foul troubles because he's very aggressive. But I ultimately left the first quarter feeling. Very optimistic because I said this is this is a really big punch from the Raptors that you know they're they're clearly here to play and they're clearly here with the mentality to to be aggressive early and it still only amounted to one point with 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 despite our players with the exception of Clay Thompson with Curry kind of getting double teamed um, often and we missed a lot of shots. They were leaving our less capable shooters wide open, and they weren't hitting those open looks. So things, the, the game plan didn't change for the Raptors defensively, and it was working for the most part. But again, I still felt really good at the end of that quarter because I was like, "Look, I was like, that was their best punch, and it's, and we still were ended up within one point. So I feel like this this scenario favors the Warriors because we're also depleted in ter- well, partially we're we're depleted and hobbled.
0: Yes, so in the second quarter comes around, and you're right, first quarter ends 33-32. Second quarter comes around, and Raptors still doing a great job of keeping Steph at bay. Starts getting some looks. Clay really starts getting looks. The turnovers start to mount for the Warriors, but at the end of the first half, I felt the exact same way as you said at the end of the first quarter. You know what? Felt like, man... That that was same thing. Raptors came out hard, but the Warriors are way in this. My dad, unofficial member of the Gold Cast, Rudy Suisse Jr. gives me a call and says, "Man, I'm really nervous about it right now." I'm said, "You're nervous?" I was surprised. I was like, "I am feeling so confident right now." Wow, I cannot believe that that was their that was their best shot, and the Warriors, as hobbled they are, are still way in this game if that's the best they can do i really look forward to the second half but let's start there where were your what were your thoughts halftime hits where are you at
1: i'm still feeling pretty optimistic because again they only they only won the quarter by two points It was only a three point game. And again, there was just a slight edge in the Raptors' favor, but the Warriors just kept hanging in there. And it wasn't it wasn't one of those games where it's like the Warriors try to get back into it climbing back from like eight points down or ten points down and then they can't seem to get over like the six point hump the six point gap hump where they, they get within Within four or six, and then the other team pushes it back, and then there's this there's this weird psychological hurdle that they can't get past this this uh, scoring gap. It was a lot of back and forth, and it ended with the Raptors having the edge in terms of points, but we were still within one possession. So I was like, all right, I was like, this is still good. This is still good. We're we're really strong in the third quarter. That's been an ongoing trend for years now. So I think as long as they keep it together. Um, You know, I think, and Clay stays consistent and gets hotter as, as it gets closer to the fourth quarter, you know, the heat's going to turn up and it looks like game six, Clay is here tonight and Curry uh, to a lesser degree is not. And unfortunately he didn't really have a very strong game offensively in terms of points. You know, his presence was felt in the passing game and assist column, but not so much in the point column, at least not for Curry standards. But uh, overall, I still felt pretty good. One possession.
0: One possession.
1: It's where any team would want to be in a close game in the finals.
0: Yep. Third quarter rolls around. Raptors get out to a quick little lead. They're up by like four. Then Clay gets hotter and hotter. The Warriors' defense gets stronger and stronger. And then all of a sudden we hit our biggest lead of the night. Warriors up by four. Do you remember that? It was like Yes. Yeah, it was, I think it was like 80, 76, I think is what it was. Warriors hit their biggest lead of the night. Then there is, it was It was a rebound, right? Was it a rebound or a turnover that goes back to Clay for the layup and then the drop?
1: It was a turnover, a steal.
0: Yeah, so it's a steal.
1: Steal to fast break.
0: Yeah, steal to fast break. Clay goes up beautiful layup he hits the ground and flips and immediately grabs my his knee and i'm not going to lie i started screaming at the top of my lungs no 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 my wife comes running into the bed into the living room she goes what happened who's hurt she knew by she said i knew by the sound of your voice that somebody was hurt and i was like clay and i was yelling no i just kept i I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna get real, real with everybody. With the Gold Cast Nation, Dub Nation, Raymond Solis the first. I had to hold back tears when I saw Clay fall. Really? I was that upset. I was that upset. I- you know what I
1: anticipated? What? Sorry, sorry to cut you no, off. Go for it. Um, when Clay was going on the fast break. I don't know. I forget. I think it was Kawhi Leonard that was running with him and Danny Green close behind. But I thought that whoever that was, it's irrelevant. But whoever was running with him to keep up and try to disrupt the fast break had good had had a good step with Clay. And I thought I was I was thinking I was like he's gonna get he's gonna be in position to attempt to block this. So if 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 I'm Clay. I want to I want to reach up for I want to reach up for a dunk and then do and do an underhanded reverse because the momentum will favor that maneuver. I was like I've seen I've seen this type of play a billion times and there, a lot of times the pros will do an underhanded layup to to counter the the blo- the overhead block. And I thought that Clay should have done that instead of going for the hard dunk. He made the dunk anyways and got the foul but yeah, the fall was just devastating. I think he would have felt differently had he done a reverse layup.
0: It was the most devastating moment. Two back-to-back games. We see the best players from the Warriors go down. I mean, not, not including Clay not being available for Game 3 and going down in Game yeah. 2. You said something, and that's going to be the name of this episode. Toronto wasn't the better team, they were just the healthier team.
1: Yes, absolutely, 100% accurate.
0: So, Clay goes down, the, the commentators are talking, they're saying on the mic, they're saying, if, if, if he's walking out, they're saying, he's done. If he doesn't make these free throws, he is officially out of this game. So, and obviously you could tell, they went back and told him, he comes back, just the heart of a lion, I have to admit. So
1: championship. That was so championship.
0: so championship. I had, I had, I had goosebumps all over my arms. I had. It was one of those moments where you sit there and you just go, "That, that is what it's all about." And just the fact that he knew it, he went out there. He did. He make them both. Yeah, he made them both. He made them both.
1: He doesn't miss free throws. And then he
0: went back and then stopped. And they, you know, obviously, they called. They, they believed it. Was it a timeout they called? I, I, it's all a blur. Becoming a Kirk blur. Cousins,
1: from... Kirk Cousins fouled. And Draymond was, I think, Draymond had something else in mind because he looked a little frustrated that Cousins fouled. Cousins fouled on purpose to get to stop the, the play. The, to stop the play in the clock, so that clay could get pulled out and get looked at by by the medical physicians, the, the team doctors. That's the only reason why he fouled at that point. But I think I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have I'd rather have the foul than give up the timeout because you need that those timeouts down the stretch, and even towards the end, they didn't even have a timeout to give, and ended up costing them a technical because of that.
0: Yeah. So then he goes down and the warriors were doing this at the start of the third and it really picked up at the in the in the second half after clay goes down they really start playing this overly aggressive bully ball and toronto goes on a stretch to, they basically close out the third quarter five straight minutes only one made bucket but six free throw attempts and that that ends up becoming the story for the next quarter all the way into the fourth, the Warriors just—you know—they were—they we were on—we're on the—we're on the—we the, have a sports thread with our family, and I said it on the thread. I'm like, Warriors keep playing this bully ball, and the the refs are just making them pay. It's just free throw after free throw, and it's funny because when I look at the stats here, when I look at the final box score for Game Six, free throws the Raptors were 23 of 29 warriors had more they were 21 of 30 but it's where they happened and I mean and when when it counted the Warriors really shot themselves in the foot go ending the third and going into the fourth I have to admit when I saw clay go down I my my hope just sank I was like I just don't think there's enough offense left what did you think when clay went down
1: well, I thought when I saw the picture, it reminded me of when Curry did the splits and his knee buckled inward and he got a sprained knee in the playoffs and, and missed time and ended up coming back. And there was the famous game when he came back and hit all the threes against the Houston Rockets and said, I'm back, I'm back. It was that, that, um, It was that injury and i thought i was like this that looks like a sprained knee i was like first of all nothing's broken he didn't tear anything it wasn't a kd injury but this is a sprained knee which means he can't come back if it's a hyperextension like uh, then you've got a chance of coming back and he tried to force it in there i i give clay credit for trying to say fuck it i'm just going to i'm just going to stick this out and do it my team needs me he was going to pull it, he was going to do a, a sacrificial thing like kd attempted to do And, and I think Bob Myers, I think because he took a lot of flack with the KD thing, decided, all right, I'll let you hit the two free throws because there's no, there's no pressure on your leg at that point. You're just standing and shooting. But as soon as we get that whistle, I'm going to, I'm going to elect to be on the cautious side to, to pull you out you know cuz i think if clay would have stayed in there you know it would have been another he could have got injured further i get it and i think that's what happened i think it was an executive decision to pull clay out clay obviously did not want to come come out and he was told to come out by you know the powers that be above him
0: wow interesting interesting perspective that definitely spices it up you're probably right That feels Bob Myers
1: was right there. He was standing right there. That's what I think happened.
0: He was. So now the fourth quarter comes and I'm expecting, I'm really expecting Toronto to just put a barrage on us, but the Warriors hang in there. And once again, how many times have we seen a fourth quarter? And I have to admit this, I have to say this and people are going to, if you, any Toronto fan is going to say, Oh, you're being a Warriors fan, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm being honest. I really believe this. Kind of felt like the Warriors just shot themselves in the foot in the fourth quarter they just gave they gave Toronto so many chances with all of the fouling so many chances and and the miss the missed free throws Boogie Cousins
1: was made one of four
0: in in crunch time it, is it is it me or is like was boogie just afraid to jump? It just he, how many times did did they ha, did they toss it to Boogie? He's right underneath the hoop, and he just did this hop step hesitate where it's like just jump and go for the layup, draw for the foul, go for the dunk, do something, but quit hesitating. And he just kept hesitating over and over and over, and then and he just getting pummeled in there. I mean, how many times did you see that happen in the paint?
1: He was getting triple teamed, and in those cases when he's triple teamed, I was like, you're not Shaquille O'Neal, so you can't will yourself to the basket and just overwhelm people because your size is so massive so you have to kick it out and he did kick it out and it led to a couple turnovers he missed three or four field goals he had that left that, that that big layup when he when he finally had some some good he had a good matchup and was able to get around and roll around but i think his left knee was bothering him because it was taped up when he was on the bench and then when he came in you know he just he just he wasn't 100% is, is what I'm getting at. And I think that's, I think it was a combination of jitters and trying to force the, the play in there because he wanted to contribute and he, want, and he wanted to help his team and, and God bless him for at least having that mentality. But I, in those situations, it's better to make, it's better to make the smart play than trying to force the right play.
0: I just think based on his size and how much bigger he was than the guys that were in the paint, I thought when they shot it up to him, go and draw the foul and go for the dunk. Go for it. But then when he does this, he did that hesitation. That was all the split-second Toronto needed to swarm on him. And they must have done that three or four times in a mm-hmm. row.
1: Every time. Every time. They were crashing, they were crashing the paint. On purpose they're like they i mean toronto played a great game defensively they've got a great group of guys danny green obviously coming from the san antonio system Kawhi leonard as well kyle lowry is actually um he's been on uh defensive teams and is also an all-star so he's no slouch they've got some they got some guys there that can play defense van vliet is is more of a a, a bench shooter and Sergi Baca also comes from the San Antonio system and is a great defender too. So you have really capable players there, and they just did their job. You know, They weren't necessarily offensive forces, so to speak. It was more of a collective effort, very similar to the Warriors in terms of, of how that planned out, although not, they're, they're not the same big passing team that the Warriors are. And I think it was a combination of anxiety and also just him not being 100% and not feeling super confident You know, putting putting maximum pressure on his jumping ability.
0: And so we get to the end of the game here. Warriors still in it. Shockingly, shockingly still in this, still in this game. And you know what? I'm going to put this little dig in right here since we're in the dirt. Yeah. That's how fucking sorry Toronto is because even with, it was Steph and his kooky quartet out there, Steph and his kooky quartet and the Raptors still couldn't put them away. Anyways, so going to the end of the game. (laughs) Going to the end of the game. The Warriors are down 110 to 111. And they inbound this pass to the far corner. Far corner. Okay, well, first, actually, let's go back a possession. Raptors have the ball. They're bringing it down. Kawhi to, I believe it was Kawhi to Danny Green. And Draymond swarms him. Danny Green feeling the pressure just throws this horrible pass down the sideline of the court to Siakam and the ball goes out of bounds. And now the Warriors have a chance to tie or get or take the go ahead bucket with seconds left on the clock. Do you remember how many seconds was left on the clock?
1: I want to say like less than 10.
0: Yeah, you know, this is what you get when it's right after the game and we've lost. And the gold ca- cast, we don't always fact check, so this is what you get. You get us going. How many seconds left in the clock? This is listen. This is our team. We're in the thick of it right now. All right, everyone relax. So then they they toss it back into the far corner. That horrible pass. Break down that play for everyone. You know the pass I'm talking. Break down the final seconds. Right? Yes,
1: exactly. Uh, Draymond Green swarms Danny Green on the inbound pass. And Danny Green can't get it out. He, he almost, I mean, he's all over him to the point where they could have called a foul. I think in a I regular thought they season were. game, I thought they thought probably they were. were. Because he had both his arms in his face and almost hooked under his chin. And that Danny Green was looking for that right after the pass. And he throws it off off balance to Siakam. Siakam can't get it. It's one-handed, out of bounds. And we get the ball back. And then I was like, I was like oh, God. When they blew the whistle, I thought it was a foul on Draymond. And I was like, oh, shit. This is going to blow it. But then they just said, no, turnover, Warriors ball. And I was like, oh, thank God.
0: And all I'm, so, I'm expecting, so let's talk about that final play because I'm expecting, this is what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a quick, easy layup, tie the game, go into overtime. But instead, we get that horrible pass across the court that almost goes out of bounds. Let's talk about that. You talk about that.
1: Yes, it was a very it was a lob pass because the Raptors were coveraging everybody, just like a, a, a just like a a very capable secondary covering receivers in the NFLs. It was it reminded me of that, and there was no one that was really open, and so he had to overthrow it and then Draymond had to backpedal and catch it that way, and then his momentum was going to take him out of bounds, so he had to do another pass, so they weren't set properly, they weren't balanced on the inbound pass, and they forced another throw, and they just couldn't get the ball set as a result, and they could never really get a shot, or, or, well, they got one shot, Curry got one shot off, but it just wasn't, he didn't go in, you know, and Curry's not, Curry's hit some shots like that, but usually it's like when it doesn't matter, they've got a lead. Although in the last game, he did hit the tying three-pointer game, but never go-aheads. That's more Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant territory, at least in recent years. Curry's more or less been, he can hit the tie the big tying three bucket, but I, and the statistics show this. This is actually real. He's 0 for 7 in go-ahead shots, you know, in, the playoffs. They so, showed it.
0: They showed that on the screen right before. Yeah, yeah I saw that.
1: Yeah, and I know, and I, that's a hump. And and I was thinking, I was, and I right when I saw that, I said, that's a hump that he's gonna have to have to if he's ever in that situation again. He's got to get at least. He's got to get at least one of those under his belt because that was a big knock on LeBron back in the day that he couldn't close. I was like, but the big difference is that this zero seven stretch is. Within three championships and two losses, not within at that point, LeBron had already lost; had never won a championship, and he still had that under his belt. I think he still has it under
0: his belt now. I don't consider him a closer. Do you?
1: No, he's just you know he's just a, a force. You know he's just a crazy offensive freakish athletic force.
0: Yeah. So, then final moments of the game, everyone's chasing the ball. Dre gets the ball. He calls timeout. And did we not have a timeout?
1: We did not, which is why I thought we got we the did. technical foul called on us. I could have sworn we did. I, was so- I thought we did too. But when you look at the the, the little graphic, the, the, score, the scorecard graphic on the screen, it showed z- a zero in the timeout column.
0: I was really confused, man, because three minutes earlier, I could have sworn we had a timeout. I don't remember us calling our final timeout. I don't remember that. I was so confused. That calls a technical and blah 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 blah, blah. raptors win one fourteen to one ten <laughs>
1: yeah, nothing matters after that, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah blah 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 so a a lot first of all, first of all, I really want to say a couple different things about just in general, and this has nothing to do with the game actually with the gold cast, so many gold casts subscribers really rallied around the Warriors. So many Niner fans came over and rallied and joined Dub Nation and got caught up. I was getting messages left and right from on Instagram, on Twitter, and so on on YouTube, on the comment section. And first of all, I really want to say to the Gold Cast Nation, thank you. That was awesome. Gold Cast Nation Ray really, really rallied and became Dub Nation. Gold 49er faithful became dub nation and I, I saw so many people I had I had so many people reaching out going I'm watching the Warriors because of what you guys have been talking about on the gold cast and I'm into it this That's is amazing cool. <laughs> yeah it was amazing gold cast we we started as a 49ers centric podcast and then we added the Giants and we added the Warriors and some people didn't like that. But you know what? If you didn't like that, screw you, you're not a real fan, anyways. <laughs> but so <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. And but a lot of people, more more than not, came over and was like, going like, this is great. I'm loving this. I'm all the way in this. Let's go. This is awesome. And so a big thank you to all the Gold Nation, because Gold Nation represents all three all three teams that represent San Francisco. We represent the 49ers, the Warriors and the Giants, that's who we represent, and so this podcast isn't for any one team, it's for all three teams, it's a, it's a podcast where we can rally, where you can hear the highs and the lows that you're feeling at home expressed through us, that's really what this podcast is all about, and so I can't thank Gold Cast Nation enough, and the 49er Faithful, that in this series became Dub Nation, and that was dope, that was so dope, and so thank you for joining, you're in now, that's it, you're in. There's no getting out. So so don't think you can next month next year take this take the season off. You're in. Now you're dub nation. Now you're 49er Faithful. You're dub nation, and you're we are giant. So that's it. That there's that's it. You're 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 in the family now. Don't try and bandwagon your your way out of it. But that's number one. I can't thank the Gold Cast Nation enough for how much they rallied. How hard they were into it. All oh, man, messages every, after every game, just everybody rallying, text messages, everything. It was an amazing thing to see. This this year above all else, this was the year that I really saw Gold Cast Nation rally. And I think also, you know, we did a lot of coverage this year on it. And I think that really helped to get keep the Gold Cast Nation in it. Secondly, I'm really heartbroken. I'm really, really sad because as you said, and you know what, they said it on they said it on the mic and it's true and I'm just gonna be the bigger fan. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna repeat what they said during the game. Injury is part of is part of the game. It's part of football, it's part of basketball, it's part of baseball. And we benefited in 2015 from Kyrie and Kevin Love going down. We've benefited at other points in other series from key players going down. The Warriors, Warriors for the most part, had managed to stay healthy. But this was the series that it, even the gods didn't want the Warriors to win. <laughs> right when Clay Clay went down, they were like, it was like that moment in, um, I think, only like 10 people that listen to the Goldcast who are there's like 10 people over the age of 30 that listen. So those 10 people are going to understand this. It was like that moment in clash of the Titans, the original, when like the God moves the chess piece and like knock the other chess piece down, <laughs> <Like> the, god, <laughs> the NBA <laughs> gods, the NBA sorry. gods, they grabbed the clay Thompson chess piece and they went and they just knocked it down. And they're like, sorry. Yep.
1: They saw him running around like a queen. They just tipped him, tipped him over his side. Yep.
0: Not today. Yep, Not today. Not, release the Kraken. And so that was it. Release the Raptor. And that was it. And it, As you said, it's been ringing in my ears ever since you sent that. Toronto wasn't the better team; they were just a healthier team, and they could barely, 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 barely close this out against Steph and his kooky quartet. What are your thoughts?
1: I do think about the first championship because they did, they were missing two of their starting all-stars and they only had three all-stars at that point. It was a big three against another big three. And we had all, all of our big three entering our prime and one of them being an MVP. So, however, they had a two, one lead in that series. So it was different. You know, you had somebody who already had two rings under his belt and was bringing that championship pedigree to another team and brought them to a finals had just come off of being in a losing finals with the heat in that first year and you know uh, lebron james is is capable of beating teams single-handedly and he certainly helped them get out to a 2-1 lead in that series and then ended up losing after that so it wasn't like it wasn't exactly you know apples to apples but i think that our injuries we had way more. We had Clay missed a game. I mean, they, they were completely gone, you know, where Kyrie got injured and came, Kevin Love didn't make an appearance at all. But like, we were just kind of like Clay missed a game. Then he missed the second, the, the most of the second half of this game. KD showed up for a quarter and was tremendous in that quarter and was gone the rest of the time. Kavon Looney was in and out. Steph Curry surprisingly was the hel- was one of the healthiest Warriors and he's you know he's you know notorious for having the glass ankles but that that never was an issue for him thank god you know that would have been a just a another dagger to deal with you know and we just didn't have the depth we didn't have the capable I mean I well I don't want to say that because I still think guys played good in moments McKinney had good moments didn't have didn't really play that well in the last couple games I thought DeMarcus Cousins had moments, but he was not consistent. Uh, he he caused a lot of turnovers. He missed free throws. He was not 100%, so he wasn't as dominant of a force in the paint as he has been uh, throughout most of his career up to this point. Uh, Sean Livingston, I thought, was pretty solid. Iguodala was amazing. I thought they were fine. Uh, Sean Livingston played great in this game. He played great in the last game. He's capable. You know, and... For the most part, most of these guys are going to be back next season. Oh, and here's another thing. I got a question for you. Um, what do you think this does to the, the big story that's been looming around the Warriors all year long, which is the Kevin Durant free agency? Do you think now that they've lost, that the likelihood of him staying is higher than if they would have won and had the three-peat?
0: I I'm, I'm really happy you brought that up cuz I was literally where I was going to go next. And then I'm going to give you all of my answers, Ray. So here's some questions that I have now that the the series is over and I literally pulled these up right before you asked it, and it goes right into those. I'm going to give you all my answers, then I want to hear yours. Number 1, does KD leave or does he stay? That's the first question. These are my big questions going into the off season. Okay, we're going to we're going to move right into this. Number two, how do the Warriors structure their contracts for Clay and Draymond? Number three, is Livingston done? Does he retire? Number four, what about the bench? And then number five, how do we keep the parts of this team that work? The Greens, the Eagle Dollas, the Loonies, the Curries, the Thompsons, and rebuild the parts that don't quite. The Jarebko's, the McKinney, I don't know. I, I, Cook, Cook, I think you keep. I think there's potential there. I don't, I, Bogut, I'm not a fan of Jarebko. And I thought he really, he had played two minutes today. And I thought that was really indicative. I'm not a big fan. But so let's go one by one. So number one, does Katie leave or does he stay? So I'm going to be honest with you. I think He stays. I think this opens the door more than ever. I think he opts into his contract, so he gets his $31 million, and I bet the Warriors tell him to do it. Did you hear how they were chanting MVP, Oakland, KD? He finally—that was the moment, and it sucks because we don't have any— we have nothing—it went into injury. I think it would have been almost equally as big had they won, but that was the moment he became a Warrior for the f- crowd the crowd finally accepting him at the level of Steph and Steph and and uh, uh Steph and Clay that this was finally the moment right sorry Ra- Raymond sent me an article guys and so I was like trying to read the article while <laughs> looking at this okay
1: sorry I didn't mean to just dis- I didn't mean to disrupt your flow. no it's
0: okay it's okay it's okay no it's. Oh, So, and you hear that Raymond smashed his own hand to punish himself. That's what, that's what that slam was. (laughs) He punished himself. So, so I think what, here's what I, here's how I think it goes down. Warriors come back and they go, look, man, you sacrificed everything to do what you did. Clay went down. Looney went down for stretches. Cousins went down for stretches. This team, this team needs you. We'll pay you the max salary. I keep saying three hundred for five million. The max salary he can get is two hundred twenty million. We're gonna pay you the two hundred twenty million. Take the year off. Let's re up. Let's come back when you're done, and let's finish this road. I think this opens the door more than ever because you know what's happening now. You got Kyrie probably going to the Nets.
1: I saw that. Even though he tried, even though he flirted with LA earlier. Yeah. And even put that Instagram picture of him in an LA. And I was like, come on. Do you really want to play with LeBron? You don't.
0: You, you don't, don't want to do, do that. Do you really want to run this back and go be his little bitch boy over in LA now? Like for real? Yeah. No, he doesn't. And then, then so there's that, right? A.D. is probably going to Boston or L.A. My money's on Boston. My money is on Boston because L.A. doesn't want to give Kyle Kuzma and they want Kyle Kuzma. They're getting Zion in New Orleans. And the vice president of basketball, David Griffin from the Cleveland Cavaliers, he doesn't care. He doesn't care because they've got Zion coming. I mean, they cared, but there's apparently no convincing A.D. A.D. wants out. And I think what they're going to do on purpose, is they're going to send him to Boston because Boston has the trade pieces and L.A. doesn't want to give them Kyle Kuzma. So I think they end up doing a a deal with Boston and Boston takes it. Now I think, now here's the next piece. I think Kawhi's not leaving now. I bet you 20 bucks he signs another one-year deal or possibly a three-year deal. So now the landscape of all these free agents is about to go down and with KD out, there's no one to join up with him anywhere. You've got Kyrie to the Nets. You have AD to Boston or LA, and you know he isn't going there. And you probably have Kawhi back to Toronto. Back. So there's no one to meet up with him in on the Knicks. And that was kind of the thing, right? That was like the wink-wink. Me and Kyrie are going there. AD talked about wanting to go there. I don't think he goes. I And I honestly think that if the New Orleans smart, they send him to no, Boston. No,
1: because the Pelicans... They, the Pelicans have the right for—he's not going to go on his own volition. Like, you know, it, he doesn't have an option out, and then he can just go and flirt with the market on his own. It has to go through the Pelicans' channels. His departure goes through the Pelicans' channel first, which means it's going to be a trade no matter what. So the Pelicans end in there, and which means he doesn't get to pick where he wants to go. He might want to go to LA because that might make the more sense. He's teamed up with LeBron, and that would obviously be a very dynamic duo. But that's not Pelicans to say you're not going to get him for nothing. You know, you're going to give up as part of that starting roster.
0: Hundred percent, and they don't want to do that. And if I'm if I'm New Orleans, I don't want to send him there, anyways. So and I,
1: I I agree with you. I think I think Leonard stays now. Now that they want. Now if won. they lost, that would have been – the possibility of him moving on would have been much more – much higher. Oh, he's gone. I don't gone. think it would I have been he's... guaranteed, but I think it would have been
0: – I'd say like 90% he leaves.
1: But I think now he stays because he, he said he liked it there and the city was cool and the people were cool. And now he helped them bring a championship. So I think – I think the likelihood of him staying is pretty, pretty inevitable. I think they're one of they're, the Raptors are gonna basically open their checkbook and throw it in his lap and say, We want to do this again. Name name your number, name your price.
0: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So And
1: rightfully so. They should do that.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I that's what I think happens I think what I think now it's similar it is similar to when the Warriors lost against Cleveland that's what convinced KD to join right that one even said he doesn't think he would have joined had they won but that loss and now they've lost again now proven once again everyone talks about how this team, I, and I agree at full strength even without KD maybe would have won. At least they would have won tonight for sure. But clearly this team is so top heavy. They need KD. I think this opens the door. So that's number one. I think KD, I think KD, this opens the door and there's a better chance than ever. And especially if all these players end up going to where I think they're going to go, which I, where I just said, I think he stays.
1: It's funny how the, how a Warriors loss kind of, Maintains the 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 balance uh, of the Warriors team versus the win would disrupt some of that that balance that top top heavy balance rather. Yes, it's just yes. so interesting how the free agent the free agent speculation that's been looming about and they, to a lesser degree uh, Kawhi Leonard has been in that conversation, but not not nearly to the same you know, degree quite uh, Leonard keeps his mouth shut and he doesn't say anything. And, and it's just, he, he plays in, you know, he leans into that introverted side of himself and you just can't read him. He just talks basketball and that's about it. And he's, he's very straightforward. Whereas KD gets caught up in social media because, you know, he admits that he's into it just like anybody else. And he's into it. And that's just, that's just who he is. He's a guy that's into that. And unfortunately he's created some of that, some of the media, you know, the media hoopla around his free agency is he's, he's part of, he's part, he's a contributor to that is what I'm saying. Some of it he's not, and they're just being annoying. And that's why I love that, that press conference when he rips into them. But I think, you know, I think if we're being fair, we have to also acknowledge that he's also contributed to that hoopla and giving them ammunition when they, they certainly didn't need it. But I do think the likelihood of him staying now makes more sense. Like, what are you going to do? Go to another team get a contract you're going to miss next year no matter what so maybe you make it back for the finals i think he can make it back sooner than than other players with the same injury because i think he's unique and the the warriors have a, a different psychology and energy in that locker room and they have tremendous medical staff that can help get him on track and i just think that he can recover sooner and should the, should the Warriors, you know, the Warriors are more than capable of making the playoffs again next year. I think he would be back. Maybe not, you know, by he certainly missed the first two rounds. He could be back by the latter half of the third round or the start of the finals themselves. We'll just have to see. But I do think he stays now, or, or at least the likelihood is very, very high. I think, and, I think- and, and plus the injury, the injury cost them a championship. Yeah. Or contributed yeah. to them losing. I wouldn't say cost them. It contributed to them losing a championship. So I, I think there's a part of KD that I think feels like he needs. Now there's now there's unresolved business. Just as there was when he lost the 3-1 lead with Oklahoma and decided, I need to leave this team and go to a team that actually plays basketball the way I want to play basketball. And it just coincidentally happens to be the team that beat me.
0: Exactly. I agree. And so I absolutely The next question I said, how do the Warriors structure their contracts for Clayton Draymond? I honestly do not know enough about basketball to even begin to answer that. Do you know? I honestly don't. That's not—if it was football, I'd have a better answer for you.
1: I don't know because uh, I think no matter what, people are not—some players are not going to return. I think Looney is the most likely player to be—that might, you know, fall out you know I, oh, it's it's either this you if you if you want looney you got to you got to let cousins go and not resign him if you cuz looney now deserves a contract with the way he's been playing he's been the most consistent young one of all the young guys we've got jordan bell damon lee um mckinney the the, uh, the those the young guys that we're like drafting and and bringing up from the farm system Though uh, he's the only one, and he's the one that came in with the most question marks, double hip surgery, and worked his way back, worked his way back to be the most consistent defensive center that we have, which is was the one area that we were kind of lacking in for the last three years. You know, Andrew Bogut was great at times, but not as consistent. Uh, JaVale McGee was very athletic, and, and I thought he was the future at one point. But he was also, you know, in the latter half of his career and also not a long-term option because, you know, he just wasn't always, uh, also had consistency issues. You know, Mo Spates was technically a center, but he was more of an offensive center than anything else back in the first few years. So, and he's the one that's coming in now. He can guard anybody. He can make buckets when he needs to. He, he's he's incredibly smart. So I feel like this, that is a really area of concern for me where I think that he might be an an unintentional sacrificial piece in order to keep some of the bigger pieces together. So Jamon green, we don't have to worry about because we have to, we only have to worry about Jamon green in 2020. Clay Thompson is the issue now going forward, but because he didn't make the first team, all defensive team, he didn't qualify for the max contract. I know. I, I still think he deserves, he obviously deserves a restructuring because you have no choice. His contract comes to an end and you have to resign him. You can't give him up. So he's obviously a priority that they're going to re-sign. How that, how they structure that and balance that out with KD, I have no idea. I don't have any idea because either way, KD's going to miss next year. I think Klay Thompson gets resigned. Looney to me is the odd is 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 potentially going to get a better contract somewhere else because I don't think the Warriors can afford giving him uh, an upgrade in his contract. I think. You boogie cousins with everything that's happened around him, you could still probably get him for cheap because he hasn't earned a better contract. I think he still isn't the kind of.
0: But do we want know, Boogie?
1: I don't know. You know, uh, he didn't play half the season. You know, he's still not 100%. He would have a whole off season to get healthy and perhaps get another shot. I mean, a, a, a full healthy Boogie cousins plays a lot better than the Boogie cousins we saw this season yes. and throughout the playoffs. That's
0: true. That's when like you can't so, get mad that, at Boogie cuz he's hurt.
1: That's a yeah, and to me that's a bet. I would that's a bet I would totally take.
0: At this point we don't have much choice. Uh, we don't.
1: And you get him really cheap. You get him really cheap, so why not take a take a stab? Low risk, high reward.
0: Yeah. Now, is Livingston done? I'll be honest, I think he retires.
1: He might retire. I think Shan might, might have is... one more in him but he might retire. Andre Inguodala is, in is still under contract and said and said that confirmed that he was coming back next year. So yep. that's yep. great. So we have him.
0: Yep. And so the real question is, how do we keep the parts of this team that work and rebuild the parts that don't stay competitive? That was my final of my top five questions going into this offseason. And I, I, this free agency market is going to be crazy. At least we thought it was going to be. Now that KD's gone down, Toronto's won the championship and Kyrie looks like he is pretty much committed to the Nets. I don't think it's going to be that crazy at all. I think everybody's going to stay put except for Kyrie. I really do. I really do and I hope they do. If 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 Kawhi is smart, he'll stay right here. They have an opportunity to go right back. There's no LeBron now they've got their feet under. They've got the confidence. Now they have the chance to go right back. If I'm KD, I stay right where I am because it's not going to get any better anywhere else. And the Warriors are willing to pay the max, two twenty. So just stay right here. It makes the most sense for both these players. But we're going to see, Ray. We're going to find out because at this point, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know either. And uh, the Warriors, according to Sports Track sport track, we're last in the NBA and, you know, salary cap, you know, we're, we're, and, and rightfully so typically, you know, if you're winning championships, you have the biggest contracts in the association and it's harder to keep it together. And it's designed like that on purpose, but we don't have a whole lot of practical cap space to work with. So Bob Myers and company are going to have to get really, really creative. I think Clay Thompson gets signed one way or another And I think they're going to make a hard push for KD. And Cousins or Looney are going to be lost in the shuffle along with guys like, you know, uh, Jonas Terebko, which no big deal. I liked him in the early part of the season, not so much in the the playoffs. I think Cook might be somebody that, he's someone that hasn't earned a contract, not in the same way that Patrick McCaw did, who Patrick McCaw has three straight rings uh, because he won two straight with the Warriors and then joined... The Raptors, although didn't really play much and wasn't really a part of that team, but by default he gets a ring, and so he is a three-peat champion uh, by technicality, <laughs> uh, not necessarily by talent.
0: <laughs> so happy for him. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and so yeah, that's that's I think where so I, I again I say Clay comes back for sure. KD a strong you know a, 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 an almost yes the the probability is pretty high. The Warriors are obviously going to push to keep him. And he does have an option. If he opts out, then the Warriors can't do anything about it. Then, then we have room to do a lot more things. Then Looney comes back at a bigger contract. The, um, then DeMarcus Cousins definitely comes back. But I think with KD, you're, you're going to be losing you know, two, three pieces out of that rotation. And possibly a retirement out of Sean Livingston.
0: Yes. And so hopefully this opens the door, though. Hopefully we can rebuild the bench. I think number one, the number one job in front of Bob Myers going into this offseason is rebuild the bench. Rebuild the bench, re-sign KD, or at least get KD to opt in and we'll talk about it later. Get him to opt in and at least take his 31 while he sits while he sits in a rehab room working that Achilles and we'll talk about it at the end of the year. That's get that out of the way and rebuild the bench. Those are your two those are your two goals minimum. Minimum. You know Ray, this, this game, this series, I talked a little bit about it on Monday. It reminds me of my favorite movie of 2018. Do you know what that movie is?
1: Your favorite movie of 2018? As in it came out in 2018 or it just happened to be your favorite movie that you watched in 2018?
0: It came out in 2018. I don't know. It was a, a little movie. You may have heard of it. It was called Halloween.
1: Ah, yes. I should have known.
0: <laughs> you, Yeah, I think we saw it. I drew a blank. It. We saw it together. So, we did.
1: I saw it three times.
0: Yeah, I did too. I, I've, I've seen it already once on HBO, and I saw it like six times on Cody <laughs> before it came out on HBO. <laughs> and then I rented it on Amazon, and now I'm watching it on HBO. I don't know. I'm, I've literally seen that movie like almost ten times at this point, maybe even more. But this series reminded me of Halloween. They... They hit the Warriors with the car. They shot him in the shoulder. They hit him with a crowbar in a bathroom. They hit the Warriors so many times. They blew off. In this game, they finally blew off the Warriors' left hand, Clay Thompson. They blew just like they blew off Michael Myers' fingers at the end of the movie in the house. When when, when Clay went down, that was the moment that Jamie Lee Curtis had the gun and she put the shotgun up and he put his hands over the the front of the shotgun and she just blew off three of his fingers. Just boom, gone. That was the moment I was like, well, well, now we don't even have a hand. That's gone. Okay, no more fingers. Feel like we need those to keep playing. And then finally, at the very end, they had to lock Steph in a basement and they just put the house on fire. They were just like, and and, and Steph was looking up just going, you mother f- f- f-, as the house burned down. And I was like, well, at some point this game has got to end. And I guess that's... Uh, that's how it's going to end with just the house on fire. And I am not going to say congratulations to Toronto. Could I could I give a F about Toronto? I hate Jurassic Park. I don't, I, 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 uh, I love that Kyle Lowry came into his own quote unquote with the whole Warriors team hobbled. Oh, now you're not a choke artist. Screw that. I, I'm so, Hey, you won. Awesome. Good. Go celebrate. Pour your champagne. You beat a hobbled-ass Warriors team. You couldn't even come close to beating them in full strength. Go take ha- take them apples home, but they don't care, and I don't care about them. They don't care about us. I don't care about them. I'm done. D- do you have any final words to say before we sign off?
1: Absolutely. The Raptors weren't the better team. They were just the healthier team.
0: There it is. You can find me on Instagram at Rudy Solis3 and on Twitter at Rudy Solis3RD. Raymond, where can they find you? I'm
1: on Instagram at Ray Solis1 and on Twitter at Ray Solis.
0: All right. Well, folks, I'm going to give a little hint as to what's coming next. I was watching NFL Network today and was informed. That we are eighty-four days away from the start of the NFL, so it's time to get a little bit of focus in. We did have minicamp this week. We'll talk about some minicamp on Sunday. Talk about yes,
1: because if you if you're not clued into baseball, that season's just a wash. <laughs>
0: it, is. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. Although I I do have a really special guest coming from the baseball side that i have never heard ever in my life interviewed and it's a super fan and i'm not going to say who it is but i would like to take have that happen next week but we are going to talk about minicamp we're going to focus on the 49ers it is time It is time to get refocused back to what the Goldcast does best. We are heading into the next season. One team goes down, another team goes up. This is the San Francisco Bay, and we will see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel. Dub Nation, 49er faithful. Let's go. This is, is the Goldcast.